inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Losses game. You're listening to the starting block. Hey, welcome to the starting block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's put together a list of chores around the house that Scotty Can can do to definitely earn his government paycheck. My co Captain Damo, who are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In their millions. Tuning in right around the world. Scotty Cam, that's a name I haven't even thought about talking about for god it's got to be at least six years five six he's, years is he still around is he still doing uh, stuff he's in the news this week because people were questioning why he's on the government payroll for about three hundred and sixty thousand dollars per year as a as an employment ambassador mm. in the middle of the highest unemployment rate australia's seen in the better part of 60 years an employment um, ambassador hang on an, he's an employment ambassador i'm going to assume for like the building industry the building industry that's right he, since, he wants to, since when does the building industry need employment ambassadors yeah, like, yeah, aren't, but, aren't we fucking building things all the time anyway? <laughs> exactly. But a uh, nice way to get some cash to Scotty Can in the end. Yeah, um, you, you do wonder, don't you, like how much. And, I, I, you know, if that's true, like I'm, I'm going to assume it's true, um, you do wonder, though, how many guys are like or, or girls, like how many people are on these kinds of payrolls, right? And we just job, don't jobs, know about jobs it. Jobs for the boys. Yeah, or jobs for the girls. Like you the do a favour for me, I do a favour for yeah. you kind of shit. How it works, how yeah. it rolls. We're the suckers here. We're the suckers who are working like privately. We're wage slaves. You know what I mean? Mm, that's right. We're we the fucking to, idiots yeah. in all this. We need to get in some uh, uh, inside inside Mauler. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Damo, uh, let's open the kimono because we, we like to be, we're the people show. We do, we like to be open with the audience, yep. uh, all, all six of them. Mm-hmm. And look, before this show, doing our pre-show, and we're both discussing, going, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. It seemed like both of us, something was wrong. It turns out we're both extremely fucking tired. Yes, so correct. this show could go either way. It could either be the worst show we've ever done because we're going to have a nap halfway through, or it could be the best show we've ever done because tiredness normally means silly day. Yes, silly day. And, yep. um, you know, speaking from experience on my own show, Greeno, <laughs> when I am tired, like when I get to that level of tiredness, that's mm-hmm. usually when I get the um, emails from YouTube saying, I'm sorry, your your most recent video has violated community <laughs> guidelines. Yeah. Like just as a general rule of thumb. So I know if I come in with a little bit, of, if I come in a little cranky, Greeno, like yeah. not getting my full sleep in, uh, mm-hmm. that's usually when I alert the authorities subconsciously. Yeah. So Should we should we just get the uh, offensive stuff out of the way early? Uh, faggots and niggas. Fag- niggas, niggas, niggas and faggots. It's a rainbow. So, Damo, uh, you also mentioned in the pre-show that you're like, look, uh, we haven't got much in the rundown. I've got this other video loaded up, ready to go. And I'm like, yeah, mate, whatever. I was paying zero attention as you were telling me it. 
but then I've looked at said rundown and realized that I've added the thing that you said that you've got in the background to add to the rundown already in said rundown. Oh, is it really? But you didn't send me the new rundown, though. I know. I forgot to send you the new rundown. And uh, it wasn't until afterwards. I'm like, ah, that's segment three. That's uh, the third topic we're going to run through tonight. See, this is um, tiredness. You know what we should do one week on the show? We should just rip off Joy of Pessy. Do you know Joy of Pessy? I do know Joy of Pessy. I haven't had a chance to listen to Joy of Pessy, though. So Joy of Pessy. Th- hey? I, I know of Joy of Pessy. Right. I can't say I know specifics of Joy of Pessy. Well, Joy of Pessy is great. I've been on his show a couple of times. It's like a mm-hmm. panel discussion show, and they play like shitty movies and just make jokes about it. Yep. So I think that we should do that one week. Like We'll just put on an hour video. We'll play an yep. hour, even if we have to do it in two halves so we can stretch it out over a fortnight. Yep. <laughs> just let the video play. We'll make shitty jokes about it. What do you reckon? <laughs> I reckon we should do that for next week because, uh, once again, a quick kimono, Paul. Next week is opening day of the baseball season. Ah. So, I've, so I, as long as it goes ahead, we've still got a week to get through before they can shut it down, but we'll see how we go. But I've already taken the day off work. Really? And Because opening day for me is like a public holiday. Uh-huh. And what it, what it means, Damo, is normally there's like three or four games on that day. It starts at like 6 a.m. Hmm. Australian time or 4 a.m. Australian time, finishes kind of mid-afternoon. But what it means for Greeno is Budweiser's 6 a.m. Ah, uh, why don't we just why don't we take a week off next week? Why don't we just have a, a night off? Because I I'll, I'll I'll enjoy that anyway. Because I've got if you if I can I've got a little bit of a demo story time for you if you're interested. I like stories about pinatas. So this week, Greener, as you know, I've been like working with reduced hours for the last mm-hmm. what three months or so. The work yep. hasn't been there. Uh, this week, Greeno, Monday morning, got the call. Back in. Back in, full time. Back in action. Get you up. Full time. Five days a week, full time, back to full time employment. And my first thought was, ah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, man, I was really looking forward to getting drunk on Wednesday. You just reshaped your schedule oh, yeah. for the, the daily boogie, oh, yeah. and now it's uh, it's all fucked up. Things and are really though, kicking off. I was I was I was a kitten's whisker away from answering the phone after I got told you're back to full time. I was a kitten's whisker from doing one of these moves. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, you know, it might be too soon for me. Yeah. yeah, that would be the ultimate dick move. Calling sick your first day back. <laughs> you dick. How many people would be doing it though? Like genuine question. How many people do you think have like really gotten used to? working at home and, uh, you know, because I, I think probably what's going to happen after all of this is a whole bunch of businesses have, like, now had time to reassess, like, their conditions and shit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of companies now would be saying, you know what, we don't actually need all this office space that we rent for fucking $200,000 a month in the CBD, you know what I mean? Like, we can get rid of this shit and oh. we can have, like, four people in a closet <laughs> and yeah. that's all we need to run the server. So... Um, but there would be other people who have been working from home who have been recently recently getting the call to go back in. Uh, how many, as a percentage, how many of those people do you think would be happy to be going back into the office? Uh, I think it depends on scenario. We've got a we've got that situation in our office, right? So mm. we've been given the option saying you were allowed to have twenty percent back in, but. Realistically, if you want to work from home, we'd rather you do that. So I think we've had maybe out of a floor of 100, we've had maybe 15 people uh, that want to go back into the office. Mm. So, yeah, there we go. 15%, I think, in my particular office have have said, yep, we want to go back because I imagine their home life must be completely miserable Mm -hmm. and they want to get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, For me, I don't care. Like, I'm I'm an absolute uh, hermit anyway, so... If I never leave the house again, I, I couldn't give a fuck. What about, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to feel sorry for the people, like the guys, for example, who have gotten used to working from home 
in complete isolation over the last few months, the first week back in the office, and they just forget that they can't just have porn running on their computer 24 hours a day. Yeah, very true. I'd, uh, <laughs> and the I supervisor it, walks, what the fuck is this? Oh, shit. I had a chat with a mate, I had a chat with a mate today, and he was saying that um, the, at his particular work, they, they try and do virtual lunches. Um, like with the team, just to keep him engaged, not talk about work, but just have a bit of a chit chat. Mm. So he rocks up, he's used to, he's like, it's Friday. He rocks up, he's on the video screen and he starts sipping a beer and his manager pulls, I said, what are you doing? And he's like, Friday lunch, right? And they're like, you can't fucking drink. He forgot that he was on camera and not Ah. realizing (laughs) his manager, which he'd normally do on a Friday anyway. He's like, it's Friday. I'm going to have a beer during lunch. (laughs) So I was like, I guess I'll put that beer down now. See, yeah, that would be the part of it that would be like, I wouldn't, you know what I'm like, right? Because if somebody, like, I, I would be like, hang on, I'm sitting in my own home here. You're not going to, you're not the fucking boss of me. You know, like it would be something stupid. I'd end up getting fired yeah. because they'd be like, you can't drink during work hours. I'd be like, come over here and fucking stop me then. You know yeah. what I mean? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to uh, do? Cut I'm at home. Fuck you. This is my house. And they'd be like, okay, we're going to let you go. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. We are. You were spot on about the the employment thing, though. Like they don't want people to come back to the office. Right. My my employer is an example. They sent out an email just before the end of financial year to say, "Look, uh, what equipment do you guys need? Mm. We'll uh, we'll fork it out. We'll ship it to your house. Yep. You need a new chair. We'll give you a chair. You need a big screen. We'll send a big screen. Yeah. If it right. means we don't have to pay. Yeah. City insurance. office prices. Yeah. And city- also like duty of care insurance, like travel on the way to and from work mm-hmm. and shit. They can probably save millions and millions and millions of dollars a year yeah. by having people work from home now. Yeah, the view from my office window is the harbour. Right. So that rent ain't cheap. So they're, they're weighing it up going, if we can you know, sell off that floor and all it costs us is you know, a screen to this guy's house, sign us up. Yeah. That, that and they did it before the end of financial year to get the instant tax write-off as Absolutely. well. So, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> smart thinking by my particular employer. Nice, Gary. Uh, Damo, can we, can we we'll do a Greeno story time to kick us off while we're on the work Absolutely. talk? Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. This isn't on the rundown, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay. So uh, had, unfortunately had to let, uh, well, not let one of my uh, team members go today. He, he resigned. He moved on. Good guy, though. Uh, sad to see him go. So we did a, a virtual farewell. And uh, virtual farewells in the current environment, very difficult because it's very awkward. You've got a whole bunch of people on camera. No one knows who's going to talk next. Um, we had to get the present shipped to his house, but you can't control when it gets delivered. So he got his farewell <laughs> present on Tuesday. Um, I hope he was informed that he was no longer going to be employed before Tuesday. He, no, he, yeah, he'd given his notice. He was okay. That, that'd, I, be a fun, that'd be a great way of getting rid of people. Just send them, send them the package person. beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we did that, and then today we're like, so we'll do... Hey, are you uh, getting rid of me? What makes you say that, John? <laughs> farewell bouquet arrived yeah. earlier today. What's with the wine and the fucking dried yeah. fruit <laughs> on, on the porch? <laughs> so the other thing we've got to do is we do... Uh, I, we had to do it for a, a lady that uh, went on maternity leave recently in my team. We did a virtual card. Okay. So I went on the Hallmark website... You can do a card. Excellent. The thing is, those bastards are sucky. In, in order to get said card, mm. you got to get a subscription. Oh, now, of course. The, the subscription's like 10 bucks a month. And you're, and you're so, not going to pay that in order to give somebody a nice vibe before before you kick them out of the office? 
Well, I made everyone chip in. So I was like, <laughs> you are the tightest fucking bastard I've ever met in my life. Wait till I finish the end I of the story. Lo- I love it, but you're, fucking, <laughs> you're such a fucking miserable bastard. <laughs> you chip oh in God. for $10 fucking cards, mate. <laughs> a, virtual, a virtual Walmart subscription. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, I'm, not, I'm not footing a bill for this myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, two bucks in the hat right now. There's, Chug it in. there's 10 of us, a dollar each. Come on, round yeah. them up. Chug it in. So did that card. and But thing is, I made sure I cancelled the subscription hmm. as soon as I'd sent the card. Because I'm like, well, I'm not paying for next month. Because then everyone has to chip in another buck. 50. Everyone has to chip in again. <laughs> So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to cancel. Worry. Don't worry, Johnson. We'll just take it out of your pay yeah. every week. <laughs> the Hallmark so, subscription. All about salary sacrifice. So uh, cancel the subscription. But then a couple of months later, this guy resigns. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking signing up and doing another subscription, paying 10 bucks for a card. No. Fuck that. Yep. Not going to happen. So I started searching on the work computer yesterday going, how do I create a, a, a card on Word? <laughs> I'm going old school, Damo. I'm Wait, you're gonna. So, in order to save ten dollars on on virtual cards for your employees, yeah. you are now reverting back to like a kindergarten age mentality where you're going to make the card yourself with digital macaroni, glue <laughs> <laughs> on sparkles, draw, gr- draw a little smiley face in a sun. We, we love you. Her. Yeah. So, unfortunately, couldn't download... This is me, and that yeah. stick figure is you, and this stick <laughs> figure is the boss, and that's you yeah. leaving the office. <laughs> so, so I couldn't download what I needed to on the work computer to do the uh, virtual card. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can find a free card website. Of course. I managed to find a free card website, <laughs> set up the card, spend an hour building that bad boy. It got, got, it's got balloons on the front. It was, you know, Bon Voyage, whatever it may be. So it's ended I, up costing you three times as much in your hourly fucking rate. <laughs> hey, work paid for that. doesn't cost me money. <laughs> You're making um, money. <laughs> yeah, I'm making money right now. So put together everyone's messages. Took me an hour. Make sure it was all aligned. All good. All right, excellent. Now I'm going to PDF it and print it so I can then email it to the recipient today. Sure. So go to PDF. That's where they get your demo. Mm. They're like, firstly, you have to sign up. Sign up's free, yep. which is fine. But if you want to PDF this card, yep. cost you money. Really? So I'm like, well, how much does it cost? And it was a buck. And I'm like, well. Get everyone, everyone to chip in. Everyone's <laughs> 15 cents. <laughs> nice, Gary. And we'll, we'll spend this card. So. PDF the card. I'm like, excellent. I spent an hour on this fucker. I've got the professional professional card. It's PDF. I can email it. I'm happy with it. Better open it up, check it before I send it to you. Absolutely. You've got to do quality control when you're getting those free fucking miserable bastard <laughs> cards off the internet. Hey, hey, that was 15 cents a head, sir. So <laughs> get what PDF, you pay for. Open the bad boy up, mm. and I realize that I've been scammed for my buck because what? the card itself looks like something I could have created on PowerPoint. Ah, they should be so paying you. They should be paying me. So I'm like, well, this is the biggest fucking scam ever. I want my buck back. Hmm. So I let that slide. Had to tell that story at the farewell today <laughs> to explain to the dude to go, hey, man, we actually spent a buck on this shit. We didn't just create it on PowerPoint. Sent it to him and he emailed me back going, dude, it looks like you did it on PowerPoint. <laughs> you get, so you don't even get the credit. 
Don't even get the credit for the uh, buck. So that's that's the nice. end of Greeno story time for that one. Uh, just and and just want to mention, Monica just donated an ice cream Greeno, which in D Live currency is about ten cents. So there you go, you've recouped ten percent of the cost of the digital card that you had to fork Ooh. out for. There we go. Well, I only had to chip in fifteen cents, so I'm like two thirds of the way there. You're almost Monica, in front. If Monica can give us another ice cream, yeah. then I'm five cents up. <laughs> Nice, Gary. It's a winning day. Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. Uh, I know we still haven't got to topic one demo, but that's uh, all right. Fuck it. Blow, blow the, blow. You know, I prefer to blow the rundown out of the water anyway. I get, I get concerned when I look at a certain rundown and realize there's not much content, and then we do this for fucking twenty five minutes, and then we fall behind time. It's beautiful. Yeah, but then the rest of the show, you try to race through the the rundown and the rest of the show, and it suffers. This should be. This is the show. This is. This is the show. This right. should be the show. Just the pointless conversations that we have. Yeah. So we want to talk. We got, uh, we, I hate doing it because I just don't want to talk about Corona, man. It's uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. So Melbourne's we've got to gone talk in, about it a little bit. Yeah, Melbourne's gone to lockdown. But did you see the uh, uh, news today uh, for the New South Wales rules? Oh, yeah. uh, they they've changed. It's now uh, New South Wales at weddings now follows by the footloose rules of quarantine. What's the footloose rule? You're not allowed to dance. You, <laughs> Are you're you not serious? Allowed to sing, and you're not allowed to be. In big groups at uh, weddings now. Wait, you can't be serious. No dancing or singing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, come on. Why would I make that shit up? I'm I'm not that funny. I'm going to need a source on this. You're going to have to have a look. Look it up. It's the new stuff. That's that's literally in the theme song for my um, podcast. Do you know that? What is the footless? The 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 no the the uh, authorities have banned dancing and boogieing worldwide. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we're searching for people dancing and stuff as a joke, Greeno. <laughs> now the meme yeah, has come to now the meme has become reality. Here we go. Yeah, I'll find it for you. The exact phrase. Uh, Gladys announced that uh, a ten-person group bookings limit on posing in pubs. Blah blah blah. Um, they cut down on the number of people allowed to attend weddings. Where's the Where's the footloose gag? Yeah, you're right. You're right. South Australia, Queensland, New South Wales isn't the only one. Queensland, yeah, Queensland, er, yep. Eric on New South Wales weddings. No dancing, no singing, no mingling. That's going to make for a fucking awkward wedding. Jesus Christ. How are you meant to try and bang a bridesmaid if there's no dancing, singing, or mingling? <laughs> I can't get this whore drunk if I'm not allowed to dance. That's, That's it. the whole point. That's how you know that she's into it. You, you've seen me dance, Damo. Absolutely. I need about 17 schooners and then the lightning feet come out. Yeah. but And she needs know, about 15 in order to make your dancing look good to her as well. Spot on. So uh, Gladys, she'll be now referred to as Gladys uh, John Lithgow Berejiklian. <laughs> this in is honor. the thing. I, 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 I don't want to say I told you so, but I fucking predicted this like, you know, what, a couple of months ago. I said, you watch. Yeah. They're going to give like a little bit of freedom back. And then they're going to say, oh, you, 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 you're taking too much advantage of your freedom, peasants, and we're going to have to rip it away from you. And, like, you know, when the government can come out and say, oh, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to dance. Like, do you, do you, this is like the Taliban in Afghanistan. They dance, <laughs> It is. They, they, oh, outlawed, it. they outlawed singing and dancing in the, in the Taliban-ruled Afghanistan, you know, before the last fucking uh, Gulf War, Greener. So it's fucking ridiculous. But um, <clears throat> do you think that there's any possibility – Right, because I see a whole bunch of people. Like I've just, we were just saying before, I've gone back to work full time. I think it's only a matter of time until we're right back in the same boat that Victoria is. Like, and it started. It surprise me. Did you see how it's like? So they're blaming the, um, you know, the Crossroads Hotel at Casula, right? You've been there. Haven't yeah, it's you? Five, five minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah right. So, so, <laughs> but it's like for people who don't know, it's like a really big truck stop. 
So it's like yeah. it's it's always packed with trucks that do like interstate because it's just off the freeway and it's kind of mm-hmm. close to where two freeways intersect. That being like the M4, the M5, and the M7, and the highway down to Canberra and down to Melbourne and, and shit. This- Three cheap hotels right near it, so exactly. you know truckers stop there for the night. Yeah, there's like a 24 hour restaurant where you can go in and like get a sit down meal. I've been there a few times yeah. myself from work, like at one o'clock in the morning, and had a steak and shit. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's like a big famous like truck stop, and so <laughs> we like we're watching the news and the Victorians like, oh the sp- the case the the cases are spiking. We're gonna have to lock it all down. They're they're losing their shit down there, and then I start seeing the reports, Greeno coming out. Um late last week, early this week, and it's like, oh, hang on, we've discovered a cluster. Oh, no, we've got a cluster. And the cluster comes from this fucking truck stop. So they've shut, they've shut that truck stop down. And that's done, yeah. Yeah, and but that's going to be used. They're just going to blame that then as like, oh, well, see, if we didn't, if, if we had to shut down that pub earlier, if we, if we hadn't have allowed them to stay open, then we wouldn't be in this mess again. You know, you can just see it happening. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're going to go into lockdown again? Oh, I did at this point last week. However, then I heard um, uh, some a few comments from both the, the Prime Minister and the Premier who are basically saying, even if it gets worse, we're not going to go into lockdown because the economy can't deal with it. Yeah, but it couldn't deal with it the first time either. It couldn't. Like, it just goes to show how stupid it was that – you know, to think you could do a half lockdown measure, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna lock down and fuck up the economy like we did the first time round, yep. we should have just gone full like full tilt, yeah. waited another month, like completely eradicated it. Yeah. And then like we're fucked either way. So let's yeah, just that's get a fair rid of the point. fucking thing. That's a fair point, because you know I'm I'm against the lockdown, but if you're gonna do it, yeah. then fucking do it. You know, just do it so like New Zealand did to at least eradicate it, and then everything's back open again. Yeah. And then you can dance at a wedding. You can bang a, a not just a bridesmaid, a waitress. You can go to the pub. You can, get a, you can get a steak at a restaurant. Exactly. The rub and tugs will be back open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we've got, to, we've got to think about the little man here. Yeah. It, it, it just feels like um, Pavlov's dog type experimentation at this point. You know, like we yeah, we don't know what we're doing. We no, don't know what end game is. No, like we're, we're giving you a little. Well, they said it was about flattening the curve, and then it wasn't about flattening the curve. Then it was about eradicating it after they'd opened mm. stuff back up again. It's yeah, like no, no, we've done then. it. We've done our bit. We did the mm. flattening of the fucking curve shit. You can't like uh, say okay, you can, you're free to go out again, and then all of a sudden fucking rip it back off people. They've done exactly what you asked, and the population, to be fair, has been extremely patient and extremely oh. compliant, right? Definitely. Like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, you, you do it on overall percentages. I reckon that, yeah, the majority of Australia has adhered to 90% what we're asked upwards. to do. Um, and look, ultimately, we can't control security guards banging quarantine people. <laughs> like, Nor would we want to. to. <laughs> Nor would we want to. Open season, sir. Yeah. Um, how do you reckon that guy's going to go if he goes to a wedding? <laughs> well, I think he's going to score that much, we know. Yeah. <laughs> So you're getting better on that board every week, sir. <laughs> um, uh, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, did, did you want to you want to touch on what's happening down in Victoria, or you, that's kind of what you wanted to cover? No, that's what I wanted to cover. I just wanted to, yeah, uh, for the people who were saying, "Oh, well, it's just Victoria, and it's not going to come here." It's like, please, don't be stupid. Of course, it's going to make its way up. It's going to come here. Like, we live on a fucking. We live closed. on an island. <laughs> like, yeah. This is nowhere else for it to go. People can't swim to another country to spread it there. Of course, it's going. This is why we have such quick, uh, strict quarantine rules of shit coming into the country. Because once it's here, it's here forever. We're exactly. stuck here. It's an island. So, uh, and it's yeah. too late now because we already tried. We already had a fixer last week where we we're going to just ship Victoria off to Tassie and bring Tassie back into I the know. mainland. 
I know. I'm still Too for late. that plan. I'm still for it. Oh, fuck it. We'll just drown Taz, uh, Victoria then. We'll just do you reckon, blow it up. Do you reckon Tassie are allowed to dance at weddings? Uh, the, there's, there'd be no stopping them in Tasmania. <laughs> nah, that's it. And, it, and it, actually, Tassie itself, as, as an overall state, is like the town in Footloose. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Damo, time to finally start the show. Uh, We've been doing the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how racism is racist Mm -hmm. and we want to touch on, uh, we want to make sure we're equal opportunity when it comes to outrage. Correct. So we've we've established that, you know, uh, the the racism only seems to occur uh, when it's uh, white people being racist to any other race, Mm. but it doesn't seem to work in reverse. So we, we try and find examples of, you know, scenarios where, we want equal opportunity racism. Yeah. We want to make sure that everyone's being as outraged uh, as everyone else. And we want no everyone. Matter. We want everyone to be guilty, as well. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what your race is, you know, we we still feel that you feel you need the opportunity to be deemed a racist. Correct. Um. You know, it doesn't matter what what things. So this week, Damo, uh, I can't believe this thing has gone under the radar for being as racist as it is okay. for as long as it has. What do you got? Um, it, it, I was offended. I was in the supermarket shopping last week, and I'm like, this is unbelievable that this thing is on the shelves, mm. just in inside of children, Damo. Really? Inside of children, inside of families. How it's, awful. it's unbelievable. Mm. And this week, we're cancelling. We're demanding yep. the removal or the renaming of crackers. <laughs> All of them, all of them, because the cr- a cracker is a, a racist slur against a white person. Uh, so uh, that term can't be on any any shelf of mine. So Jats, look out! I, I'm, I'm coming for you. Yeah, uh, Ritz, Ritz, you, you better you better watch your back. Yep. Uh, anything with a cracker name. Uh, whether it be you know kids crackers, whether it be you know yeah those sort of thing. Yep. I'm calling them out. Animal, animal crackers, got to get rid of them. Animal crackers, got to get, got to go. Because they're Anything doubly racist. Cracker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Because yeah, you, you, you're adding a, a wide inclination to a, yeah. a particular animal. And and like, think about it. We're trying to help people here. Imagine Ooh. how difficult it is for, like, say, a black mother with the black child, and the child going up. You know, you know, the innocent children, Greeno, who we're trying to protect mm. more than anybody. The innocent child going up to the cracker aisle. You know, there's a whole aisle dedicated to these awful people, the crackers, and going up to the box of the crackers and saying, mummy, mummy, what's a cracker? And she would have to explain, you know, that's an awful, evil white devil and we don't like them. But mummy, why are they putting them on the shelf or like at at child eye height too? Maybe if we just put the crackers on like a 10-foot shelf, Mm. maybe that would be exact. Maybe we should treat the crackers like we sell cigarettes. You know, you can behind, only get them behind the counter. the counter and they have to be covered Locked up. Off. Yep. Yeah. All of the boxes have to be plain boxes. Mm. You know, just grey. Just yeah. Just moody grey boxes. All the yeah. crackers. The, Maybe that's I, the way to treat it. Or the other option is we just go the full reverse. We leave the crackers there, but we also create mm. so you, you can go to the cracker aisle at yep. the supermarket, but if in doing so we also need to create the niggas and faggots, faggots and niggas aisle. Um <laughs> To purchase those particular What would products. we rename? How about we, we call them something like Unity Biscuits? Would that be acceptable, do you think? No, or? it's it's got to be equally offensive. There's crackers. Ah, right. Okay. Point. So, okay. you know, we, we're doubling down. We either just have everything offensive or okay. we have nothing. Okay. So you put the crackers next to the nigger bites, for example. Exactly. Okay. Spot on. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and the faggot juice. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? 
handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls remember if you want to get in touch with us the best way you can do uh that would be to follow us on the little blue bird follow greeno at the starting block one word drop the cut at the end follow me at boogie bumper greeno did your twitter account get hacked this week or uh no i'm not verified so of course not ah okay yeah just the I mean, it was just the check marks this time. It was. What a weird kind of scenario that was. Mm. Um, can't you, say I yeah. can't say I feel for them. No, neither do I. It's been an interesting week for you know the celebrity Twitter yeah. uh, accounts. You had you know that that obviously happened the the verified accounts and then the the whole Chrissy Teigen uh, situation. Yeah, she's a fucking lunatic, isn't she? Oh, absolute space cadet. But yeah, magically the the day a uh, you know, a, a alleged pedophile. Uh, <laughs> Uh, madam, if you will, mm. was arrested, happened to delete, what, 28,000 tweets that yeah, day? Yeah, 28,000 tweets. Apparently she's blocked one million people on Twitter. Wow, that's keen. How can you that's... have time to do anything else if you're blocking? Yeah, well, I have, you know how many people are on my block list? Zero. Yeah. she's um She's got a lot of assistance, I assume. She's right. got some cash, so she right. probably just, you know, set but up I mean, it must be accounts. fucking exhausting looking for people. Like, I see it on Twitter all the time. Like, people, a bunch of people have me blocked. And Ooh. I just laugh because it's like you're not even important enough for me to even worry about you. Like you know, like, I'm not going to return the block because I don't care. Mm. You know, I don't care what you block. You don't have to like me. I don't give a fuck. But 
um, like going through, like I see these conversations on Twitter all the time. Well, he blocked me and then I blocked him and it's so fucking stupid because then this person saw that I blocked him and then they DM me and then they blocked me so I couldn't reply. So then I had to block his wife. His wife's a real cunt. And then she blocked yeah. my child. It's like, what's wrong with you people? Look what, yeah, they've, look what they've turned you into. You know what I mean? You realize on Twitter though, like you don't have to follow people. No, and you, there's, there's a thing, like, I, I tell you what I do use, there's a mute button. I love the mute button. The I mute's live by great. the mute button. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I'm sick of seeing this. Like, I, yeah. I follow the people that I, I want to follow, and, but there's some topics that, you know, I just, I'm just i just not interested in. So I'm just going to mute that word, and then that way I can still see the, the stuff from those particular people that I'm happy to see. Yep. But if I don't want to see a certain topic, excellent. I mute it, and everyone wins. Everybody wins. The mute yeah. button's fucking great. I wish I had one in real life. Be great. Well, this show would be a bit awkward. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd mute I, me. <laughs> yeah, or vice versa. As soon as I start talking Milo rankings, you'd be like, "No, oh, I'm I, no, I'm on board with the Milo." Oh, rankings. you're on board now. That's right. After last week, did you want to make any adjustments to the Milo rankings last week? Because that was a hell of a segment. Look, I, I took stock this week, mm. and, and I was happy with it. Yep. Um, I think I, I think we will stay stagnant with those for at least this week. We can mm. revisit next week, but I, okay. I was happy with the the outcome of adding the the Milo cereal, the Milo bar. Um, the, the powder Milo. Well, I, a little birdie told me that Milo Yiannopoulos, um, very disappointed that he's no longer in the top 10 of the Milo rankings. Has he blocked us? No, he hasn't blocked us, but he is looking okay. for, he, he's looking for a way back in, I've been told. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't hold your breath, Milo. No. Um, <laughs> Tamo, this, uh, this lockdown, uh, well, I know we're technically not in lockdown, but I've, I've still been in lockdown. It, it's led to a, a situation where I've, I'm searching for entertainment. Hmm. There's only there's only so much entertainment out there, and eventually you start scraping the bottom of the barrel by watching uh, YouTube clips of like early two thousands e true Hollywood stories. Yes. So this week, uh, late at night, uh, needed something to watch. Flicked it on, found a Saved by the Bell e true Hollywood story. Really? Yeah. One of our one of our favourites as children. Uh, well, no, is, no. To be fair, one of your favourites. One of my favourites. To be fair, <laughs> saved by the bell. And and watching it. And once again, not too much salacious in it. It was actually pretty tame. Pretty, but pretty milk did, toast. It did get me thinking. As uh, how would we? How old would we have been when it was saved by the bell time? Maybe eight, nine. Yeah, something like that. Nine to twelve. Mm. Did our prepubescent uh, eyes? Did they deceive us, Damo? Because. Kelly Kapowski was always kind of, you know, pinnacle when it came to that. I was about to say, my eyes didn't deceive me. I remember her. Yeah. Yeah. But looking back in retrospect, did we overlook the fact that Elizabeth Berkley, Jesse Spano, Mm. may have actually been hotter than Kelly Kapowski? Do you really think so? I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it to the. I'm putting it to the blockheads. Let us know if you. uh, I'm talking about uh, Saved by the Bell looking. Kelly Kapowski and uh, Jesse Sparner. Well, maybe that can be one for um, Stefan Greeno. Stefan. Yeah, Stefan. I'm sure he's got plenty of time. He doesn't have time to do Granny Sears anymore. That's right. He might be able to do a poll. Who was hotter? 1991 uh, Kelly Kapowski or 1991 Jesse Sparno? And then maybe option three or four, current Jesse Sparno. current Kelly Kapowski. Okay. Well, let me put put it up on the screen there for you so you can have a quick look there. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth Berkeley, she's the one on the left, correct? That's correct. Okay. Was she the girl that was in Showgirls? Showgirls. There we go. Ah, right. So that's I think that's what you're gleaming it from, though. I well, think you're oh, remembering no. her in Showgirls. Yeah, but I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, she's actually, you know, she was meant to be the nerdy girl. Yeah, So right. the other two were meant to be the attractive one. She was meant to be nerdy. She's sneaky hot. 
Sneaky hot. Low key Sneaky hot. hot. Low key hot in the fact that no one really gave her credit. And then you look, you're like, she's actually quite attractive. Yeah, right. Okay. Interesting th- Interesting thought, Greeno. Yeah. I'm glad we could bring it to the, the blockheads and the, and the public out there. Yeah, that definitely needs to be a poll. Yeah. Stefan, get on it, sir. Get on it. Um, Damo, uh, we, we've been big fans of Cameo on this show uh, yeah. to the extent that Unity Troy uh, got us the greatest gift we've ever received on this particular pro. 11 years we've been doing, or 10 years we've been doing the show now. Mm. Um, it feels like longer. Um, feels like a fucking eternity. Eternity, because we actually have been doing this show for about 30 years. Yes. If not longer, just not, not being recorded, end. yeah. Yeah. Um, 10 years, almost 10 years recorded. And he got us the gift of a cameo from one uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. This guy. Hey, how you guys doing? This is Jonathan Lipnicki. Uh, you may have seen me in the movie Jerry Maguire. Um, I'm just kicking back. With my pistachios, is that something that you guys do on your podcast? I like I like I like almonds personally, but I'm gonna keep nobody back with cares my what you like. Read the script. Episode of the starting. <laughs> Read block. the fucking script, Jonathan. Good luck with your podcast, guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Read the so, script. This is why you yeah. never kicked on after Jerry Maguire. I bet he did a lot of ad lib in Jerry Maguire, and they were like, "It's okay, he's a cute kid. Let him get away with it." But yeah. once you become like a shaggy twenty-five-year-old, nobody cares about how creative you are. Just That's fucking it, yeah. read the lines, Jonathan. Read, read the script. You know, would you yeah. like fries with that, sir? Yeah, um, and, and people respect people who can read the script. And speaking of people who can read the script, Greeno, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, you know her that- from you know her from uh, the Tiger King, right? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen Tiger King. But oh, you should watch her. it. It's it's insane. You need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently she she was asked to do a cameo this week. And the thing with cameo is you basically yeah you send these people the script. Correct. You say, hey, look, I've got a I got a mate. He's going through a hard time. Uh, he can't get his dick up. Uh, can you you give him a shout out and you know send him some Viagra, whatever they want to say. Yeah. And they'll say it because you you pay twenty bucks or whatever it may be. Yeah. It, it varies. And you move on. So, you know, but I imagine though, Damo, hmm. surely you give it a proofread, right? Well, you would think so. Um, mm. But Carol Baskin, you've got to you've got to understand here, Greeny, you've never seen a show. She is evil personified. Okay. But she's the kind of evil who does it while smiling, you know, okay. that, that kind of cold-hearted bitch. Yeah. So uh, she, she was given this message. Um, I'm going to assume that our audience, our American brothers and sisters, know who Rolf Harris is. Um, Rolf Harris was an Australian staple for what five, six generations of Aussie kids growing up. Easy, yeah. Does crazy little songs and stuff. Timey kangaroo down sport. Wobbleboard, all the about wobbleboard. Wobble exactly. Yeah. So that's Rolf Harris, uh, who was recently found guilty of various sex crimes involving children. Greener. Mm. Uh, so this is Carol Baskin on cameo. A nice little shout out. A little happy birthday message. I think it is to Rolf. Cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Hi, Rolf Harris. All your kids wanted to get together and tell you that you have really touched them. (laughs) Whoever got this through, whoever got this through the net is an absolute genius because it's worded just just perfectly. It's brilliant. You know, it's just subtle enough, but obvious enough at the same time. Like they've walked through a minefield of detection, undetected, you know. And tell you that you have really touched them and that they love all that you have done for them. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of great stories about you and your best friend, Jimmy Seville. <laughs> Can't wait to hear those. I would love to hear those. <laughs> Here's some of those Jimmy Savile stories. 
Uh, you know, I've heard a few Jimmy Savile stories, Grano. Did you hear the one about how he had a illegal sex dungeon in the uh, bottom of his house and he would slit the throats of children and have sex with their corpses? Can't say I did. <laughs> uh, Don't you want to hear some of Jimmy's stories? Nah. Some we'll, birthday we'll stories those, with Jimmy? Say huh? those for Carol. How about <laughs> how he used to solicit sex from kids who were dying of cancer in the hospital under the guise of going in there to do charity events? Mm, yeah, how maybe about, we'll save those stories for a rainy day. How about the story that he was the only citizen at the time to have a pass in Buckingham Palace where he could go in any room he wanted? Mm. Mm. Good stories, Greener. Good stories. Yeah. I like stories about <laughs> pinatas. Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile stories. <laughs> story time. Let, let's, let, why can't we make that a new segment? Story time with Jimmy. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I can already sense YouTube sending an email. We're not even on YouTube. <laughs> They'll <laughs> still send one. an email. <laughs> By the way, if you're thinking about coming on our platform, don't. Yeah. Uh, you, Damo, have been, you have been pre-banned for hate speech. Yeah. <laughs> Damo, uh, I came across, uh, we, we've talked about uh, on our show, uh, we don't understand comedy, I guess. No. Or current comedy. We, we, we were massive fans of comedy back in the day. Um, there used to be a lot of great comedians out there. You know, mm-hmm. To get famous in the comedy world, you had to be good at your craft. Yeah, you had to be funny. You had funny. to spend years, years and years you know, mastering it and, and like working through the clubs and playing the shitty gigs and getting now, no laughs now and you dying can, on stage. Now you can be an angry, obese lesbian who talks about politics and be yeah. completely unfunny. And people go, ha, ha, it's funny. See, she said stuff about Donald Trump. Don't you see? Yeah. Trump's an idiot. I was like, oh, good. You're very so, funny. You're very talented. So we, we've strived our entire uh, entire lives to, to try unfunny. and get into this comedy realm. We, we're like, we'll just put it out there, see what happens. And it turns out we're not very talented. No. But based on what I've seen uh, in, in recent years, mm-hmm. being talented doesn't matter. No. Nope. Because you don't have to be funny to be a so-called comedian anymore. And I came across this lady called Sarah Cooper throughout the course of this week. Okay. And she was uh, listed as a big guest on uh, a couple of different Australian programs for some reason. And they were like, international star, Sarah Cooper. I'm like, I don't Inter- know who the fuck this lady International is. superstar of comedy. And so it turns out this lady shtick is just uh, miming right. over Donald Trump, Donald Trump uh, speeches. Really? That's that's her comedy bit that has has brought her to that's fame. A, that's her bit. This, See, this it's not even be, her bit. It, heaps of people do that. Yeah, this this apparently is is considered comedy okay. in this day and age. Let's let's check out this so called humor, shall we? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> are you ready to laugh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's have a look. All right, let's see the comic genius. So this yeah. is from the project, which uh, you know is. It's, it's, it's worth pointing out, Greeno, not only do you not have to be funny to be successful as a comedian, you don't have to be entertaining to make it on television either. The project it's, proves that. So, it's a prerequisite to not be funny exactly. to be a comedian on the project. That that show hasn't been funny since fucking Dave Hughes was a regular. Yeah, back in, back in the early days. Back in the early days. Funny. I'll even take Rove. You know, Rove isn't that fucking bad. Rove can be a funny little prick. Oh, yeah. We'll, I know, we'll be, I know. Agree I know. to disagree on but this. But don't you think Rove's better than what they have now? Uh, oh, no doubt. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Give me, give us yeah. Rove back and we'll be happy. That, right. That's the sad state we're in. We're asking for Rove back. Exactly. And Big Dave. If we could get Big Dave as well. Uh, the Scottish guy. <laughs> oh, Dave Callan. Dave Callan. No, 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 yeah. no. No, not the fat guy. The Scottish dude with the beard. Yeah, that's Dave Callan. Is it? Yeah. The big, the yeah. big, the big guy who talks like this, you know. That's right. You're uh, thinking okay. of Dave O'Neill, the fat guy. Ah, yeah. No, no on O'Neill, yes to Callan. 
Yes, correct. Okay. Well, let's let's see this fucking comic genius here. I tested very positively in a in another sense. So this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning. Meaning, meaning, I tested negative. She's the Trump TikTok sensation of the Corona crisis. Uh, hilarious takes on the president's <laughs> press briefings. Oh, oh, oh. Hilarious takes. On hilarious take, but that's not a take. She's just mouthing it. She's just miming. Miming it. That's apparently comedy. She's not even putting on face paint. She's not even a mime. It, but, yeah, she, she's lacking in the Marcel Marceau stakes. Exactly, but that's not a take. To... That's not a take on something. It's just <laughs> it's a bad copy. All Ooh. right, let's have a, keep going. Listen, listen to the way they're fucking pumping up her tires, huh? Captivating millions. If we didn't do any testing, we would have very few cases. If we didn't do captivating millions, Greeno. Mm-hmm. Do any testing, we would have very few cases. Comedian Sarah Cooper's uncanny lip syncing of Trump's most bizarre. Uncanny? <laughs> How can it be uncanny? You mouth what the other person is saying. What's uncanny about it, Damon? I don't know. <laughs> now wait. While you're while you're playing that, I'm going to Google uncanny mm. and see if I'm misinterpreting what it's meant to be. I'm just wondering, do you ever get the feeling, Greeno, that certain people are propelled to the top of the queue based on very little, like, actual work for other, shall we say, um, less tangible qualities? Yeah, definitely. You, Damo, you know actually, what I mean? Like, I, I, I hate to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with uh, the host of the, the project here. It's Uncanny. I his name. Yeah. Because Uncanny, the, the defined uh, term, Means strange or mysterious, especially in an unsettling way. Well, I find I definitely find her unsettling. <laughs> well, I do find her popularity strange and mysterious. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it so is uncanny. Maybe it is uncanny <laughs> after okay. all. The success uh, is uncanny. Yeah, success comments. is definitely uncanny. Has <laughs> seen her amass a million Twitter followers and had us in stitches. Whether it's his tales of self-medicating, so I'm taking the two, the zinc and the hydroxy, and. All I can tell you is, so far, I seem to be okay. Or his mind-blowing medical advice. That has him in check, but you're going to test it. Right, and then I see the disinfectant. Is, is this the only thing she does? This is all she does. She, she puts out videos where she's miming Donald Trump press conferences. Like, so and this I would is comedy. Get it, I would get it if it was a bit as part of a tapestry of bits. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, like great people. So, for example, comedians who are really good at doing impressions, right? I'm not good at doing impressions, but I can nail like three or four pretty good. But that's it. But people who are really good at impressions probably have like, you know, say between 10 and 15 that they can absolutely fucking slaughter. They don't just do one. You know what I mean? If you just do one impression over and over and over and over again, (laughs) you know, that's not that's not really comedy at that point, is it? It's it's a it's one like, no do the joke line, that Bart. wasn't do the line yeah, Bart hundred <laughs> percent right. It's a one no joke that wasn't funny the first time I personally saw it. Right. But somehow this is comedy. It's got her on a dozen different TV shows this week in Australia for God knows what fucking reason. And I think it's because like I think people will just latch onto anything that is remotely like mocking Trump and just say oh it's so fucking hilarious. Don't you know you know what I mean? Like, and if somebody's like. Because this is the problem, right? If you come out and say this isn't funny, you'll get accused of, oh, you must be a Trump supporter then. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason you don't find this funny is because you like Donald Trump. Like, the same thing happens with Colbert, right? So he's basically turned his whole platform now into doing jokes about Trump. And, like, pretty much that's it. He's become a one-trick pony. Colbert was fucking hilarious back when he was doing the Colbert report. 
when he, oh, ironically, one of the greatest when he was, TV shows of history. Exactly. Ironically, when he was pretending to be a Republican, yeah, he was way funnier. Now yeah. that he's actually being himself, he's far less funny. But see, that's what you would get accused of. But I can laugh at people making fun of, um, you know, things like politicians and stuff that I don't hate. So that doesn't bother me. But no, the problem with this stuff is it's just not funny. You know what no. I mean? Where's the punchline? That's, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to work out. I thought maybe I was crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to bring it to this platform. And someone explained to me. Once again, I don't care. Once again, let's put the politics to one side. Exactly. If she, if she was doing this exact same joke for Joe Biden or whatever, it's still not fucking funny. No. <laughs> like, this is not comedy for some, like I'm losing my mind here. No wonder we can't get up the personal journals charts, Damo, because <laughs> this is the shit you need to do to be popular. Then I, I quit. Like I'm not doing it. Or what I'm going to do is we'll take next week off and we'll get Troy and B in yes. to just mime our show. That Now that's an idea. Yeah. There you go. It knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or I mean, cleaning? Trump's not a fan. He blocked that's her on Twitter a few years back. <sighs> Let's let's not uh, give it any more. Well, no, I want to I want to hear her actually speak because Wale Dali is going to blow smoke up her ass like a fucking <laughs> like a nuclear power plant expelling you know CO two into the atmosphere. Right. So right, you play it, I'll go get a beer. All right. Well, I just want to see if there's more to her. That's all. There's, there's not. Trust okay. me. I watched the interview on Have You Been Paying Attention. There's I mean, nothing. Look else how to fucking it. happy he is just to have her on the show. Look, he's I, so uh, excited, isn't he? There, there's semi chub right there. <laughs> I can I can sense it. The character. Um, I find it from my inner desire to not be normal. My inner now, desire. Did he just ask, where do you find your character? Yep. She fucking mimes the president. You, there is no character. This is incredible. Thank you for having me. Now, look, you seem like a perfectly normal, lovely human being. Where do you find this inner character? Inner character. What character? <laughs> That's what I mean. This is... I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting too frustrated by this. Or uh, I'm just sleep no, I think you're correct. I think you're correct. <laughs> um, listen to the res- listen to the response. I find it from my inner desire to not be normal. I'm just so quirky. Mm. I'm so quirky and like I'm just so not normal. As I sit here in my very normal clothes in my normal house in my normal room with my normal painting and my normal makeup and my normal hair, doing a normal interview on a normal show where I have a pretty normal routine of not doing actually anything funny, but just miming something that somebody else says. Yeah, I'm just so quirky and out there. But she's got the banner underneath her name of comedian. <laughs> comedian. <laughs> my inner desire to talk my way out of every situation and something. But, but you're not talking. <laughs> I just talk yeah. my way out of every situation. It's, it's him talking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wished I could do, and so I'm always jealous of people that can just kind of that have talent <laughs> use their charm and their words to just make people think whatever they want. And all of a sudden you, the whole world is in your hands and uh, he's able to just talk his way into the presidency. So it's. How do you think other politicians get there? <laughs> Sweetheart, <laughs> darling, everybody, everybody in entertainment, <laughs> everybody in entertainment talks their way there. Like, what the hell do you think is happening? Do you think Waleed got there by, like, murdering the former host? You know what I mean? Do you think he won the gig in a bet at a poker table? <laughs> like, how do you think it's they get these in. jobs? That's it. Charlie Pickering, all in. <laughs> I'll bet you the host versus my Ferrari. Okay, you're on. <laughs> it's been it's been uh, sad to watch, but um, also as someone who's never been able to get away with that, just I've just, I'm just jealous. So this is really just a commentary on bullshit then? 
a commentary on a bullshit. Commentary. She doesn't fucking say anything. She's not providing any commentary. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a loaded question for a while. He wants that sound grab, right? Yeah. Yes, and I didn't know who could say bullshit, but thank you <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> See how funny she is. I didn't know we could say bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we can. Fucking cue the canned laughter already. <sighs> we have a president who is basically the bullshit artist in chief. Yeah, they all and are, he basically is able to just make things up and people stand behind him nodding. As if- Speaking of bullshit, what if I told you you could get famous by just miming him? <laughs> Would that be the king of bullshit? She's the queen of bullshit then, isn't she? She, she would be unemployed if he didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> She'd be thankful. Thanking but... him. <laughs> All right. That's enough. That's enough of that. I might, uh, have to, I might have to take that up to the Daily Boogie, though. I think take, that deserves... Take that over the boogie, man. That deserves, like, further investigation, I think. Yeah. Looking at that one. <laughs> uh, Damo, let's get back to what we do on our show. Yeah. The Personal funny stuff. Personal journal rankings, Damo. Okay. What do we got? Are we still kicking <laughs> ass in Vietnam? <laughs> Unfortunately, no love for Vietnam this week, Damon. Ah, no. Uh, we, we still we haven't been able to crack the top two hundred and fifty again in Australia after our success a couple of weeks back. But you know, it's it's good to know we, we we've set our sights back on track and we're now looking to get into the top two hundred for Australia. So we cracked the top two hundred and fifty, and we now we're just re kind of you know focusing our gaze of where we want to be. Um, so we we look like looking above us to see what shows we feel we could be able to top. Great. Now, uh, Damo, I forget what what uh, I forget the actual program we were talking about a couple of weeks back, hmm. but it was someone who'd been dead for the better part of two hundred years who had a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week, I think we managed to top it because I think it was Thomas it, Jefferson. Actually, it might have been Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, and but this week uh, at one hundred and sixty on the Australian Personal Journal's rankings. Yep. Aristotle's philosophy oh, of friendship. Oh, wow. We're going right back in the history going, books. We are going completely back. Uh, so- pre-Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's older than Jesus. Aristotle, yes, 385 BC. He, he died in 323 BC. <laughs> Aristotle is beating us on the charts at the moment with his with his philosophy on friendship. I just love to see Aristotle like under a desk, like swearing to himself in Greek, trying to plug in a microphone cord <laughs> in his toga. Exactly. Um, so looking forward to to checking that. Aristotle, how out. many times have I told you don't get grape juice on the keyboard? I'm sorry, but we are all grapes. Oh, this philosophy shit again. Yeah. Uh, the the good news is though, Damo, the only rank, only particular rankings that's in is in Australia at two twenty. Right. Can't crack it in Vietnam. Can't crack it in India. Really. And if anyone's down for some Aristotle philosophy, it's I thought it'd be the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> so, open season there at one hundred and one. Surely, surely we've got to be able to beat this program. Mm. Hags. Hags. Fe- feminism for everyone. Ah. So not not just for feminists. For everyone. For everyone. Yeah. Do you reckon they do a few Donald Trump jokes on the podcast? Or I think the program would be a cracker if they mimed it. Yeah, that'd be good. Just silent. Just it would just be Donald Trump speeches then. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> In audio form. Maybe that's how we get famous. Why don't we put out a podcast saying we do hilarious mime versions of Donald Trump speeches and we'll just play the speech? Yeah. I, I think this one we've got to send BE's way, Damo. Okay. Uh, because I, 
Yeah. Hags, feminism for everyone. Hags is a weekly podcast dedicated to deconstructing and demystifying how society values women by asking key questions like, for the love of God, why? Each episode begins by celebrating, and here's the thing I'm I'm intrigued by, a boss-ass bitch from throughout history before examining an adjective that is commonly used to describe women and the problematic ways in which it is interpreted, appropriated, and weaponized. So it's focusing on boss-ass bitches throughout history. Like women, women who have taken control and taken charge, and so we can assume that it's going to be a, a particularly short series. Is it? Yeah, maybe two or three episodes. Then we're wrapping That's, it up. Well, they've got uh, half a dozen guests of a bunch of people I've never heard of. Maybe so maybe they, Sarah Cooper will will end up on there. You know, she's very on, powerful. Greeno, get on board. Which one do we want B or Troy to listen to next? I reckon, I reckon Aristotle actually. Aristotle, tune into a bit go, of Arrow. Ari? I reckon we need pre Jesus. We definitely need some pre Jesus. Pre Jesus potty. So Aristotle's philosophy of friendship. We're not going to make the boys suffer through hags, feminism for everyone. Let's check out our competition. I, I want to make sure we top Aristotle. Surely by the better part of 2,323 years, we should be able to top that. I think I think we well at least we've he's got a bit of a head start though. It's gonna be hard to make up. Yeah, experience, I guess. A lot experience of time to hone his game. Look to hone his craft. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so true. Speaking of craft, Damo, yeah. uh, we get to the highlight of the show. Uh Troy's Union Report. So B E still on ice at the moment. Yep. Um it's good to know he's not listening to the show tonight. Yep. Uh busy hanging out with the boys instead. Yep. But, so you fuck, know, him. fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Any else to shit? I did. Uh, I did ask him the question though. Like, if he's going to hang with his boys, mm. you better make sure they've subscribed. Me plus three for TSB. Absolutely. So apparently he's going to be on that, making sure that's that's going down tonight. So okay. hopefully some new subscribers might be able to knock Aristotle off next week. Good news. Um, but the good news is, is yeah, obviously uh, Troy is he, uh, stepped into the void mm-hmm. and kicking ass, Damo. Yep. Kicking ass. Uh, the amount of people that reached out who said, "Look, you know, we love the Aristotle podcast." But you know. <laughs> how did people reach out about the Aristotle podcast this week when you only just mentioned it fucking two minutes ago? <laughs> no, 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 because they know, because they're already listening. Oh, they're right. like, look, we love the Aristotle podcast, oh, right. but, but. So, so the fans of the Aristotle podcast just <laughs> decided on a whim to get in touch with you, yeah. <laughs> somebody that they have no idea exists. To say. Block. They love the Union Report. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big fans of Troy's work. There's a lot of crossover between the two <laughs> audiences. Unity and Aristotle. Yeah, it's, it sounds it's pretty close. It does. Philosophy of friendship plus unity. B, uh, B's not there, so Troy stepped in. He gets the philosophy of friendship, Damo. There's fucking layers. It's all over the shop. <laughs> um, which brings us to this week's Unity Report from Troy. Let's have a look. Good evening, Blockheads. Unity Troy checking in, doing another podcast review of one of our competitors, one of the ones that we've got to leapfrog to get ourselves to number one on the personal journals rankings. Hopefully BE will be back next week. Let's face it, getting to listen to the BE report every week is sort of like going to a nightclub and dancing with the hot girl. Then you find out she goes away for a couple of weeks and you're forced to give a run to the frumpy girl with the web feet and the self-esteem issues. So anyway, here I am. This week's podcast, Unexpected Fluids. A lot in the name a lot to live up to. Got to admit, I was actually looking forward to this one. But beforehand, I started thinking, how many unexpected fluids are there? Uh, let's go through them. There's blood, sweat, tears, snot, piss, pus, earwax. Um, yeah, then I guess, you know, the nights when you have sex a little too soon after having a dodgy vindaloo and right at the point of climax, liquid pucano. 
But apart from that, I am stumped. So I guess we better have a listen and find out what's what. This is the BBC. The BBC. We are getting fair This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These guys have sponsors. Because choosing where I have my treatment makes a big difference. Because having access to support at home helps me. Because you can't always go far. Booper is going further to support your health and well-being. Booper? Holy shit balls! Hang on. Booper look after mental health as well as physical. We're narcissistic. We're inverted. Sponsor our show, you fucking jerks. So now I'm really revved up. This show is professional, polished, it's attracted sponsors, the content must be amazing. Then as I started to dig deeper, much like if I'd released some unexpected fluids, all I felt was disappointment and frustration. Essentially all this show is is some young Brits using innuendo, smutty metaphors and double entendres to make themselves chuckle. If you haven't heard this podcast before, it is where we celebrate fuck-ups while fucking, we celebrate imperfect sex and uh, just having a good time in the bedroom, even if things go to shit. We've all been there, yes? Feel like I'm heading there right now. Uh, I have been talking about talking and constructively chatting vulgarity about vulvas for about 15 years. Hmm, what's the over-under on you being single, I wonder? So tonight is all about celebrating those folks who admit that sometimes SEX is more like a car crash than a carnival. Sometimes what you do with your crutches can land you on crutches, and sometimes you make boob-based boobs. And sometimes you should hit the old fast-forward button a little bit sooner. Note to self. Yeah, don't let a little gash get in the way of you getting a lot of gash. And by the way, that's not a laugh track. That's real, live people laughing at this fucking pun fest. So this is where the standard is to have a successful podcast these days. This is where the bar's been set. We're talking about penises. That should make everyone stand at attention. Let's talk about the G-spot. That should arouse some interest. Amongst two, three, four or more people, um, proving that too many cooks really can spoil the boss. It's kind of amusing in an eighth grade sort of way, but then it just kind of gets old. Sort of like when your two-year-old niece learns to say fuck for the first time. It's funny, but then it's... Actually, no, that shit is always funny. Isn't that right, little girl with the dog? Chocolate. What's his name again? <laughs> so that's it, boys and girls. Beating unexpected fluids in the rankings should be a piece of piss. This is Unity Troy signing off for another week. Say it again. <laughs> What's up, it's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. Perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10pm Eastern Standard Time. 
along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet, we also have the Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude. Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly hat. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Damo, F1 season. It's gone underway, it and has. they're just not going to stop. They're just doing back-to-back-to-back races. They're like, we're going to squeeze as many as we can in, and we've, we had another Austrian F1 uh, GP last week, mm-hmm. and I thought, look, I, I heard uh, conversations with a few of the boys at work, and they were pumped. They stayed up. They watched the first race of the year. They said it was great. It was good racing, you know, you know, a lot more competitive than years gone by. So I'm like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I haven't done for five years. I'm gonna stay up on a Sunday night when I need to work Monday yep. and watch an F one race. There you go. So sent sent the wife to bed. I said, look, I'm I'm gonna sleep out on the couch, I'm gonna stay up, we're gonna have some beers, I'm gonna have some popcorn, yep. and I'm gonna watch the F one. It's gonna be sensational. Yep. Like the and old times, Greener. Like the old days. I was ready to spray champagne if Ricardo was on the podium. Yep. Um uh, lo and behold, though, it turns out nothing has changed in five years. It was a Mercedes procession at the front, yep. and that was about it. So <laughs> you had Lewis uh, come first, uh, Bottas second, and then Max Verstappen third. Yeah, so and it's pretty fucking terrible because uh, the problem is with doing the same repeat tracks over and over again, we can't even see if the other cars would have a chance of like being better on a different track or if at least being closer to Mercedes. If as long as they keep racing on the same track, Mercedes is just going to keep winning by a lap. Keep winning, exactly. Uh, so it's a bit disappointing. However, uh, can you hit a stat man for me, please, sir? Absolutely, I can. I'm a stat man. No matter how much we despise the uh, denim vest wearing, tag Hoyer wearing wanker that is Lewis Hamilton, you got to respect what he's achieved in F1. Yep. He he's had 14 seasons in F1 demo. And he's had 14 seasons with at least one race win. No one has ever done that before. Where mm-hmm. In every season they've raced in F1, they've won a race. Well, you uh, know, like, pe- this is the thing. Like, I can go two ways on it because people will say correctly, 
he's always been in a top-level car. So he started in a McLaren. Yeah. And at the time, McLaren was at the top of the fucking queue, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went, did he go from McLaren straight to Mercedes? Mercedes. But you got to remember, McLaren was shit for a couple of years before he left, and he still uh, managed to win a race during that time. Yeah, they weren't shit like they're now shit, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they were still like um they were still on they were still getting podiums like they were still in the top three teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? So shit back then didn't mean like after they after he left they went right but to the back of the end of the queue. Yeah, true. <clears throat> so that's what people will say like oh it's, he's always been in a good car a competitive car blah blah blah. But then the other side of me is like yeah but that's the fucking game. Yeah. So, you know, you can't criticise the guy for always being in a competitive car because obviously he's warranted being in a competitive car. They're willing to pay him the top money and he's rewarded them by winning. He's about to win his seventh championship. And he obviously offers something to those particular engineers and whatnot because no matter how good a racer you are, like, eventually your cars become shit. Yeah. Like, Fernando Alonso, Michael Schumacher, even Michael Schumacher didn't win a, a race in every season he, he raced in. Um, you know, Sebastian Vettel did like, even though he was in probably the best car for the better part of, you know, better part of eight years, uh-huh. he hasn't won a race in in 14 consecutive seasons. So, no. you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I've got to give him a, a tip of the hat. That's and, um, yeah, we'll pretty give amazing. It, we'll give him a very begrudging nice Gary. Nice yeah. Gary. Um, I just do wonder though, like if fate hadn't, because there was one guy in that field who was capable of racing with Lewis and beating him like Lewis. Because Lewis races aggressive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there was one guy in that field who was capable of racing him and beating him who was in his head, and that was Robert Kubica. That's true, was, yeah. Who was never in a good car. And, like, well, he, he was in an okay car when BMW was okay, but he would fucking wrangle that thing. He would chase uh, Lewis off the track in yeah. some races. And, um, you know, he had that accident rally driving and fucked his hand up. And he's uh, like, is he testing now or something like 10 he's years back, later? Yeah. Uh, it took, yeah, maybe even longer. But, yeah, it took uh, 10 years back in an F1 car. But yeah, and they had to, like, construct a special steering wheel for him and everything mm. so he can, because his hand doesn't work properly anymore. And you yep. just wonder if that hadn't happened, could it could it have been a different story? Could it, you know, could they have been trading blows? Because people will point to Sebastian Vettel. I think Kubica was better than Vettel, but we'll just never get to know. Because I think so. Like he, he was unbelievable, Kibieta. Like you know, we talk out and out. We talk out and out races, and the first name that we we both kind of agree on, Fernando Alonso. Like yep. that guy was just ridiculous. Yep. Like you know, but if he's you like put the him in the same era. Car, That's the, like he was the yeah, pre-Hamilton so. era. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the the current crop. Like yeah, he, he was kind of probably Robert Kubica was the out now. You know best racer i've seen who could get a bad car to do a lot more than, mm-hmm. than what it could um he'd, he'd, I'm trying beat, to think. he'd beat his teammate by 10 places in the yeah. same car like, <laughs> same you know what I mean? yeah. like, that's unheard of normally who would be the current iteration uh, i guess i don't like i haven't really followed it enough in the last few years to, oh, to be able to... probably probably max verstappen i would assume no nah, he's got he's got a good car though like it's not, it's not as good. Okay. I'm talking about guys doing really good jobs in, in shit vehicles that, you mm. know, like v- Vettel did that. He, he was getting Toro Rosso's up in like close to podiums when it was nowhere near a competitive car. So Vettel had that, but then I don't know what happened as the years gone on, but yeah, there um, was, there was, um, there was, uh, the guy who I thought could have been that would have been Nico Ho- uh, Hulkenberg. Read yeah. my mind, man. I was just thinking Nico. Yeah. But he never really, like he was in force India and shit. Remember? Mm. And he gets like he gets uh, discriminated against, funnily enough, by Formula One teams because he's so tall. Yeah, height. Him and Webbs were yep. the two tallest F one drivers in the field. That's right. Um, I would think. Ooh, back I think of, actually, I hate to say it, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, could be. 
because he like he, he finds a way to make yeah pretty uncompetitive cars competitive yeah. out and out out and out racer you put him in the same car as pretty much everyone else he's and he, a couple he might of, win. a couple of years ago i would have said maybe too like um even though he crashes a lot roman grosjean has that yeah. quality but he he doesn't know when to like he 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 just has that thing like he he goes 110% all the time a case of the Takuma Sato. The Takuma Sato. The, the other one I would have said a couple of years ago, but he never really developed to, would have been uh, Danny Kvyat. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, a handy little driver. Handy driver. Um, but, you know, he got dropped and then he got brought back, and I don't think he's ever been the same. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. But you're probably right. Probably Ricardo. Yeah. Um, God, I'm looking do... forward to him going into McLaren next year. Yeah, with the McLaren looking a bit pacier this year, good signs for next year. Have you, uh, heard, then... any, have you heard anything about Vettel for next year? Still nothing yet. Um, they just know yeah. he's leaving Ferrari. Yeah, definitely leaving Ferrari, but I think he may have jumped a little bit too early because, yeah, the, the talk is uh, Bottas is going to stay at, at Mercedes. So really? So, I, I don't know where he plans on going because Max ain't taking that at Red Bull if uh, Seb comes back, I'll tell you that much. I don't think he'll go back to Red Bull. Do you reckon Christian Horner would take him? I don't know. Oh, look, you know, if it meant they were going to get more race wins, maybe. He won, uh, did he win two or three championships at Red Bull? Three, I think, yeah. And one at Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, no, he hasn't won anything at Ferrari. He didn't win any at Ferrari. So no, four that's... championships at Red Bull. So maybe they yeah. would take him back. Maybe. Like, you know, it would be like, you know, bringing the, the old team back together. But they tried maybe. that They tried that shit with Alonso and Renault before. It didn't work out. Well, Alonso's back. Uh, Renault next year. With Renault next year, yeah. Yeah. Wait and see how that pans out. But he'll be take playing away... second fiddle to Ricardo, I think, by that time, by that stage. Oh, no, Ricardo's going to no, McLaren. Ricardo's Pardon McLaren. me. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. A uh, couple of takeaways from the race day, mate. Not much happened, but uh, the pit stops. You know, back in the day, the you know, 12 seconds was yeah. a quick pit stop? Yeah. 2.5 seconds is the standard <laughs> pit stop now. It's That's fucking insane, ridiculous. Isn't it? Like, immediately, there's no petty going in. Yeah. But I was like, what What was that? And then I'm like, oh, I just missed a whole pit stop. <laughs> the pit stops are purely for strategy now more than anything exactly. else. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Quick tire change and in, in, in you go. Yep. Um, and the other thing, it was really nice to see uh, Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel not social distancing when complaining about the fact they crashed into each other. Um, <laughs> Got to take care of the issues. Uh, Damo, you love, you love talking racism. Um, I saw this as well. Uh, F1 was apparently criticised the day following the race for cutting away early from their end racism campaign. Oh, God. So they were doing an end racism thing. The camera cut away before uh, How uh, awful. You know, before the end and their viewers responded. Now, I don't know who actually um, responded to this because mm. there was signs of end racism all over the track, all yeah, over people's helmets for everywhere. the duration of the race. Yep. I don't know if cutting away early from the, the campaign mm. – was was that much of a, much of a problem? But this is this is the problem when you pander. When you start pandering, it never fucking stops. It's never going to be good enough. They're not going to be happy until all the cars are just black, like yeah. just painted. <laughs> you won't be able to tell the difference between the cars. You know what yeah. I mean? They're just all black. In honor of Black Lives Matter, we've decided that the whole there's not going to be a checkered flag. There'll be a black flag. <laughs> a, we're going to start the race with a black light a instead awkward, of a green light. The race is over. Exactly. <laughs> all of the teams will be wearing black. All of the cars are in black. Who wins then? It's not about winning or losing. It's about it's about activism. It's like, oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? They'll put they'll put little flags up on the cars as they're riding around, like little protest signs, Greeno. This wow, this is really gonna hurt our downforce. Wow, are you some kind of racist, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Get behind the movement. You know what I mean? It's never gonna end. So this is a problem. I, I you know, like fucking fucking fine, but I always my my thing was always about that kind of stuff. It's like do it in your own fucking time. Don't, yeah, don't turn the whole organization and the whole um, broadcast into fucking activism because I don't. I'm not watching it. I don't care. 
I will I will turn it off and wait. I now check the start time of the race. If it's 12 minutes past one, that's when I'm going to be tuning in. You know what I mean? I have no interest in the pre-race wank anymore, which is sad because I used to love the pre-race wank. I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. Nah, too much shit. Yep. Uh, Damo, while we're talking activism, I don't know if you heard that the uh, Cleveland Indians have, have had to, uh, they said, look, we're going to change our name. And the Redskins, they finally got their, they finally got their scalp. Pun intended. But they were. Yeah. Um, but you Damo, like that one? Huh? Got a, nice, I did. Well done. It got me thinking, Damo. I, I'm always trying to find a way to make a buck. Do you think uh, I can? Uh, we should start uh, on behalf of the block, mm-hmm. trademarking every potential Cleveland Indians name that they could potentially go to. So they're talking about Cleveland Spiders, Cleveland Four Towns, Spiders. Yeah, Spiders, because that was the one of the original Cleveland teams back in the uh, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. I think if you want um, worldwide recognition, for me, the choice is obvious, and there's only one mascot that I can think of that defines Cleveland. They should be the Cleveland Drew Careys. Cleveland Drew Careys, there we go. Huh? Nobody had... does Cleveland like Drew. They do. Uh, one of the a couple of suggestions have been the Cleveland Rocks. The Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> and the Cleveland Rockers because of the uh, Hall of Fame. I'm thinking of trademarking them all, Damo. Yeah, the Colorado people won't be very happy with that, though. That's the problem, yeah. Um, but if we trademark them all and then we hit up MLB for big fat cash yeah. to uh, release said name, yep. we might be onto a winner there. Why don't they just go full pandering and call it the Cleveland LeBrons? <laughs> there you go. Come back, LeBron. Yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine, imagine a white guy in a, in a LeBron suit. Walking around. Oh no, we can't. What are we doing here? Can't do that. Can't, can't do, do that. It. We need yeah. actually, we actually need LeBron to play himself. That's the only yeah. real. So LeBron will be become safe. the mascot for the Cleveland LeBrons after he's finished yeah. basketball. Just walking around, shaking hands with the kiddies, throwing out the pitch, punching, <laughs> punching the other mascots in the guts, and then running with big shoes on. <laughs> It'll be Lots great. Of Let's go going the basketball player for MLB team. Yeah, so, I love well, it. We've done it before good. with Jordan. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Damo, that's some dumb ideas. Let's let's talk a good idea, Damo. This may be the greatest idea in the history of the AFL. Um, bit of controversy overnight with uh, Bruce McAvaney uh, referring to uh, the Collingwood player who is up on sexual assault charges as a, a bit of a hiccup. <laughs> bit of a hiccup. That, that's what uh, happens when you put the drugs into the girl's drink. Yeah. Bit of a hiccup. Uh, you also had uh, the uh, Collingwood um, Twitter account so talk about how good it was to have Jordan back. Yep, Jordan Dugowie. Yep. yep. Uh, welcome back, Jordan. Welcome back. Uh, you, you, let's not mention why he came back. You know, surely they've got a PR department who goes, hey, maybe don't do that. Like, <laughs> like this is going to be a bit of a bad look. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, but here's an idea I can get on board with, Damo. A wag hub. A wag hub. So the AFL is trying to get exemptions from the, for the wives and girlfriends of players from all Victorian clubs to enter Queensland and quarantine a hub on the Gold Coast. The potential Queensland WAG hub would allow the partners and family members to quarantine for two weeks, probably at Southport, before being able to join the players. Now imagine this, Damo, uh, uh, an area in the middle of Queensland or on the Sunshine Coast. Mm. Nothing but WAGs. That's like schoolies on crack. <laughs> well, or just schoolies. The school is <laughs> sign me up, Damo. Sign me up. Oh, yeah. That's enough for today. Uh, plugs. What do we got? Yeah, follow Greeno at the starting block when we drop the cake at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Um, I'll be back with another edition of the Daily Boogie uh, in the US time later on tonight, 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, so tune in if you want to catch that Friday night show. Try to have a bit of fun. Don't forget to follow our friends, Unity Troy, ladies and gentlemen, with an amazing 
uh, Unity Report. Thank you so much, Unity Troy. Uh, at Pseudo Echo. Uh, Brad underscore Everly. Who else have you got? Um, Why Censored, Greeno, Granny Sears. Give Granny Sears a follow for all of all of our friends. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Monica, who's pretty much the only one here. And Unity Troy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Politics. Why? Uh, thanks for joining us at this early ungodly hour. So that's it. We'll be back in. We're going to take next week off. I yeah, decided. We'll take a week be, off. If I'm going to be drinking from 6 a.m., I'm going to be in no shape to do a, a show at any point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> might easy. we might do something funny for once, which would be a change. Yeah, and I'm not ready be, for that. No, yeah. we can't do that. We're gonna, if we're going to be funny, we're going to do it by miming other people. Exactly. Um, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks' time. Uh, bye. Catch up. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kicked at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.